TTB Music Podcast Dubstar 2, Hailstorm, Back from the Dead, Sunflower Bean, Head Full of Sugar, and mm-hmm. Tears for Fears, The Tipping Point. So. Sorry, I'm not Dubstar 2, Hailstorm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when I first saw the title of Dubstar album, I, I, I was thinking, well, they definitely made albums after that first one. And I, had, I literally had to go back and again. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess it's the second album since they've come back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Getting ahead of ourselves. Obviously, getting ahead of ourselves somewhat. Yeah. Um, so, we will start off with Arcade Fire album number six. Um, we have reviewed them many times in the past, um, but the only two that are available on our streaming podcast back catalogue uh, are Reflector from Podcast 11 2013. Good grief. And the last album, uh, Everything Now, on Podcast 7 of 2017. Wow. Do you want to know what we said about those albums, Pete? I'm curious to know what we said about the, the later one, because I can't remember listening to it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start... Which kind of leads into some of the things I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll start with Reflector. With, 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 with yes, Reflector. I remember Reflector. Okay, Reflector, 2013. You said, yeah. an album I desperately wanted to like, but it misses the mark. Oh, really? Oh, that mm. is interesting. That uh, is interesting. Well, as I said, not a bad record, but the more it goes on, it just gets a bit dull. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. Spot on there. Um, yeah. Everything now... Yeah, go on. You said, it's okay, it's a pop album trying to get out of an Arcade Fire album. Wow. And then you also mentioned, lyrically, the irritating intellectual angle, quote-unquote. Oh, God, that is me, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, as I said, it sounded a bit like Alive and Kicking or Simple Minds in places... <laughs> And wasn't an album I'd still listen to at the end of the year. And so and, was I correct. In fact, I have not listened to it again since. It's 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 funny because in preparation for this particular album review, I, I actually went back and listened to some of their old... In fact, most of their back catalogue. And when I got to reflect... I listened to the first two again. I, I mean, I don't have time for this sort of stuff normally. I really don't. Um, and yeah, we'll come back to the first two. But but I listened to Reflector, and I think your review is absolutely spot on. I don't mind it as much as I clearly minded it. <laughs> then. Sorry, yes. um, I, I think that's perhaps a little unfair. But your review is absolutely spot on. As for everything now, I completely forgot we'd ever listened to it, and I actually thought we'd missed that one. So that that <laughs> to be to, to be that's fair, a review in itself. Okay. To yeah. be fair, when I was looking for yeah. the, when I was looking up for the album to do this bit, since we started doing mm. the thing. I also thought we hadn't reviewed it. Yeah. So there we go. And then it was an episode I was looking, just got up, well, I'll just check. And it was like, oh, we did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you did. Anyhow, so we're wow. not we're not clearly here to review the old albums. We are here to review We. We. W 
E, not w, O, we, U, not I. Yeah, exactly. Which it could have been. Anyway, <laughs> shall I kick off? Absolutely. Right. Please do. So I better have. Um, let's get us back on track. I... No, I'll come back to that. Um, no, I won't. I'll start there. This album, for me, actually harks back somewhat to those first two or three albums. Um, two of which you've you've listened to recently. I actually, I've listened to um, Neon Bible again very recently as well. Um, not to say that they're the same, um, but it very much I feel harks back to that sort of era of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think this is the best that they've done since the suburbs in 2010, which means this is their best album in over a decade. We were just drinking the suburbs. Yeah, we were. Um, Hope you noticed my choice of beer. Oh, I didn't. Oh, well done. Well done. Uh, I think Age of Anxiety 1 and 2. I mean, even down to the track listing. When you go back to the original, you know, RK Fire Funeral. Yeah. And that the, sort of the track listing, part 1, 2, 3. Even down to that, there's a little nod to the past. Um, at, but again, a very much feel certainly in the first half there's much more of, of an electronic album trying to get out oh my goodness did i not just say that five years ago about something else um but very much their territory lyrically in terms of you know dealing with a, a world full of loss and confusion um i really liked and this won't surprise you i really like part two rabbit hole which is is it's lyrically minimal yeah it's basically just a disco stomper um, and hearing Arco Fire do a disco stomper, I, I've really, I, that's my standout track of the album. <laughs> the one without the lyrics. <laughs> um, that, that's prelude, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, there's prelude as well. No, it's definitely um, um, Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Um, we, I think that would just play well everywhere. And then you do a sharp left. So you have these first two tracks that sort of set out the album. Then you do a sharp left, you have prelude. And then you go into a End of Empire parts one through three uh, with its Lennon-esque or possibly even Damon Albarn um, places of lament and soliloquy. Thinking back to Albarn's recent yeah, yeah. Icelandic piece. Um, before the anthemic, anthemic, anthemic coast chorus kicks in. Um, this leads, of course, into... Sagittarius A or A star um, and then I feel the album loses some pace it sort of goes into sort of a mid 80s drift of MOR um, but returns I think with the lightning too uh, which is the right time for it to pull back because I think there's there's a moment where it does almost lose me again I think oh my goodness we're going into the second half of the arcade yeah. album and I'm going to fall asleep no it pulls me back out um, and Again, look out, kid. Race and religion under unconditional parts one and two. Um, sort of brings it all back together. So, in summary, I'm going to say this a few times tonight. It's a solid album. I think it's one of their better albums and probably their best for a long time. My review of this is going to be interesting because cool. what you said. Um, my first thought listening to the album and certainly listening to the start of the album relates to the comment that I sent you earlier on today, which like I thought, it's a Coldplay album, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The start, and I don't have anything against Coldplay, um, not a bad band, but they're not a band that's ever excited me at all. Mm. And 
Arcade Fire used to be a band that used to excite me. Yeah. And this album, and particularly the first half of this album, yeah, didn't excite me at all. Hey. <laughs> Numbed me and Excellent. not in a good way. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Right. Age of Anxiety and Empire, uh, yeah. uh, End of Empire, really, really for me, quite dull. Alright, so that's the stuff uh, I'm into. And latter, the, the one to three, which you've heard on was, definitely a cross between Lennon's Imagine and a kind of discarded Pink Floyd album track, but uh, without the grace of having a David Gilmore solo to kind of lift it up and make mm, it yeah. more interesting. Although, although, although they then kind of throw in a bit of kind of 70s Bowie, or maybe is it kind of like late 70s, early early 80s, Billy Joel at one point in it. Um, and then you get to part four of it when it says unsubscribe. And at this point, listening to the album, I was thinking, yes, where do I unsubscribe from this record? <laughs> Quite like that one, though. Just, no, I, I was just yeah. like, really, That's at this point, this, this, this point, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking, yeah. this is rubbish. Ah, interesting. Then, oh, I like the second half, I like the second half. You like the... Yeah. Light, lightning happens. From the... Yeah, lightning happens. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, it's back to original arcade fire all of a sudden. Uh, Even though it does have a bit of Neil Young's "Only Love Can Break Your Heart" uh-huh. kind of wavering about in the background. Um, you have part one of that, and then part two does the thing that they've done. I like part two many times before. Yeah. In a similar kind of thing, when they start off in one version, and then the second part is let's speed it up, make yes. it slightly more rocky. Yeah. So they've done it before, and probably done it to death. But yeah. still, it's a trick that's still working for me. It's not dull. Um, as you say, the unconditional, unconditional both parts, including one part that's got Peter Gabriel singing on it, uh, are all right, quite nice. Um, and then you end with that kind of, come up with the final track is, but it's kind of a gentle kind of, well, it's wee, it's tight yeah, track. it's wee, it? I like that. Um, it's a nice closer. So for me, I would have an EP of <laughs> the, as soon as you get past Prelude, second yeah. half of the album, uh-huh. that's quite nice. Uh, ditch the Coldplay boring bit at the start. I like the Coldplay boring bit. Uh, that's interesting. I have been listening to a lot of David Bowie this year. Um, I'm going on some sort of... I've sort of made it my mission to go on a deep dive, particularly 70s stuff, actually. Um, so maybe I'm picking up... Maybe that's in, that's perhaps influencing my my review. And, of course, we we all recall the, the RK Fire David Bowie connection as well. Yes. Um, and he, he very much rated them. Uh, so maybe maybe that's sort of pulling at a string there as well. But that, that is interesting. And we've gone for the, the classic Pete and Scott split. Which we haven't done for a while. No, actually. we haven't. Accuston's cool. Moving on. Uh, second album from Sigrid, How to Let Go. Uh, we reviewed the debut album on podcast two of 2019. Um She's described this album as being more organic than the first album, uh, mainly because I think it's more kind of more kind of live live musician kind of stuff. So more stuff recorded actually live rather than just programmed and stuff like that. Um, let's get the main thing over with first. It's not as good as Sucker Punch, but it's not as good as Sucker Punch mainly because Sucker Punch was just such a Fantastic pop record. Um, uh, I think we, we, we both both loved it, and I, I certainly still yeah. think it's probably one of the best pure pop albums of the last decade. Yes. Listened to it in the car the other, the, the, about a couple of weeks, couple of weeks ago, again, and it was just like, you know what, this album is still, start to finish, really, really good. 
not reviewing that album, reviewing this album. This is still a really good record. Mm. And still a really good pop record. Yeah. Everything you want from a good pop record. So you've got your dance tunes, you've got Mirror, which was the debut single from, 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 from it. Great bass line, banging bass line, in fact. Driver Saved My Life, and there's kind of this another song that's also kind of like disco influence to come up with what it is. You've got the ballads on there, Last to Know, and Mistake to Know You, although the latter one's a bit too kind of cast off Adele for my liking, a bit <laughs> kind of, you know, a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, po- I mean, well, certainly, for me, it is the weakest track on the record. Yeah. Lovely bit of acoustic folk pop on Grow. Mm. Um, and then even a bit of rock, where she does a uh, collab with Sheffield's finest... Uh, Bring Me The Horizon on yeah, yeah. Uh, the last single, Bad Day, which is a really good song. I enjoyed that. Um, and in between that, you've just got some just great pop tunes. I mean, the, the, the album starts off brilliantly. You've got, uh, for me, you've got four absolutely killer tracks. Um, and I say killer tracks, put in one without, without a pun. But uh, So you've got get, get Dark, Burning Bridges, Risk of Getting Hurt, and the It's A Bit Like The Killer's Human, isn't it? Thank me later. Uh, <laughs> uh, perfect examples of just... <laughs> Just really good banging pop tunes, yeah, simple yeah, pop yeah. tunes. Um, and even on, on particularly on um, Risk of Getting Hurt, probably as close to kind of lo fi indie as you're probably going to get with Sigrid because it starts off with a big ding 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 ding. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's like the last album, it's, it's good vibes, infectious pop, fun. And yes, some of the lyrics are a bit. Light, I suppose you might might say, even though they're about parent dreaming with anxiety, relationships, and you might kind of think it's a bit simplistic, but you know, it's just a bad day, not a bad life, for example. Maybe simplistic, but you can feel the kind of empathy in it, and particularly if you've got a a daughter that's about to approach her teenage years and stuff like that, that it kind of rings true with that kind of audience, I think. Certainly, just with the audience of one in my household. Mm. Um, so yeah, it still ticks all the pop boxes for me. It's, it's not as good as the first album, but then again, first album was so bloody good. It'd be kind of hard, hard yeah. to do. So yeah. what she's done, still pretty good. Uh, Enjoyable. We're, we're very much in agreement on this one. Um, it is not the, um, it is not the, it's not the, 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 the spectacular debut. Um, for me, I felt in, in a way, I felt in a way, actually, it was almost a little bit more commercial or, or, or plastic in, ter- in places. It, mm. You know, it's a great, solid uh, pop album. It's a great collection of pop classics. I don't think all of them quite hit the mark, but they all sound good. Yeah. And the, the album as a whole has a kind of a very polished... It's, just, it's interesting she describes it as organic. I think the creation of the songs for sure, but it, it feels like that classic second album. It's, it's, it's much it's much cleaner sounding um, and actually when it comes to to Sigrid I found that a little bit off-putting yeah the, 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 I mean I think I think you're right there's, yeah. def- there's definitely the first album definitely sounded individualistic yes yeah. and I think a, a vocal delivery is still individualistic yes but, but, oh, absolutely but, but absolutely. some of but some of it did yeah uh, fall into the oh yeah there's lots of people doing this kind of music uh, and, and well including Yay. people like Jua Lipa and we love the Jua Lipa album Absolutely. for example and some of that yeah, but but again the, yeah I think I think there is an element of some of the songs where you're just thinking well this could almost could be anybody doing this but yes. it's still 
but it's yes, it's, it's still, still it's still party writing. It's still great, and uh, thank me later. I think it was stand out for me as well. Mm. Um, too. So um, yeah, good track. Good track. So for me, and uh, yeah, solid solid pop record. So on to album number five by uh, Dubstar. Um, even though the album is called number two, or number two, sorry, number two. Oh. Doing number two, two. Um, and this is, yeah, kind of had to review this one, really, really, because we've had many conversations in the past about Dubstar's debut album, which we're both oh, big fans of. Brilliant. Um, so it seemed a good chance to kind of like revisit an old band from our past to find out yeah. if they could still cut it or not, Peter. So, given that, for me, the opening track sounded very much like a band that you like. Yeah. <laughs> do you like this album, Pete? <laughs> I like this album, which will surprise no one. <laughs> but it's interesting, because Dubstar, I mean, that, 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 that debut many years, now, decades ago, now, um, aside, it's never really been a band I've listened to much. Um, and well, everyone's always telling yeah, me, yeah, oh, you like this, so you must like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I, loads, you know. I listened to, I've listened to the debut album quite, yeah. quite a few times. It might be in here, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, um, yeah. Stars and... Um, oh, stars. It's not so yeah. manic now. Not so manic now. Particularly, which came up on a playlist yes. of mine recently, and yes. I even Dives going, what is that about? It's Dubstar. It's Dubstar. How, how can you not know this song? So, it's funny, because they fell into a gap in... In the, when it's sort of like mid to late 90s when it's like uh, that sort of music wasn't fashionable yet again uh, <laughs> you know but clearly appealed appealed to us it is this is a classic synth pop album from Sheffield and and again the, the heritage there when you think of it, it's not just Pet Shop Boys although it is very Pet Shop Boys in places it's it's bands like and it's lyrics like the Human League yes. and 17 it's got that sort of heritage to it as well but at the same time, it's purely dubstar. Um, the storytelling, um, the classic melodies from the sort of early eighties through to nineties, uh, pop music. Uh, it it it's, it's, it reeks of, of nostalgia, but in a good way. In a way that actually, if someone picked this up, having never heard of this band, they could enjoy. Yes, um, I agree totally. You know, so it it remains relevant in that sense. Um, there are no standout classics. You could argue it's all a bit Radio Two. In places um, where no doubt it is, it, it is very, well. yes, it is very radio too. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad thing. That's not no, but I mean that it's not a bad thing. It is a very pleasant and enjoyable thing in this instance. Um, and I again, having not listened to their, uh, I've not listened to one. Which no, neither. I now, I now think it's a crime. I, I think it's a really strong album, possibly their best sort of coming together in years. Um, one aside, which I have obviously not qualified to say, I would listen to. And I think, you know, tracks like uh, Token, which very much sets the tone at the opener, hmm. uh, Lighthouse, um, Hygiene Strip is interesting. Yep. Love Hygiene Strip. I love Hygiene Strip. Um, and The Closer as well, Kissing to be Unkind. I think that's possibly one of the best on there. It's, it's, really, not, it's a really good album. It's a really good album. Um... Yeah, am I am I suddenly a dubstar fan again? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, no, I don't know if I should like something because because I like another thing. <laughs> no, no, it's very familiar. I mean, I I, I, I agree. It's yeah. just you know, it's 
I was I was out on a very long walk when I listened to it the first 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 time, and obviously the first track came on, and I was just walking along laughing. I was just thinking, my God, this is so Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I and also I was thinking, please not make please don't make the whole album be like this. Yeah. And that's no offense to the Pet Shop Boys, because you know I've I've said very yeah. nice things about the Pet Shop yeah. Boys. But I was thinking, no, please don't make them turn into the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Because the thing I loved about them were they were not. Synthy, yes. but indie synthy. Yes. Rather yeah. than yeah. Thankfully, yeah, it goes back into more kind of traditional. And do you know what? Was, after that yeah. opening, opening track. And I was glad of that as well. Yeah. Actually, because I thought I don't need a Pet Shop Boys album. I have Pet Shop Boys albums. Yes. <laughs> um, and what you've got is is really good. And one of our classic things. Really good, solid collection of tunes. And it's because you got the single. Um, I can see you, see you outside, which has been played on radio too, and uh, and various other other things, which is a really yeah. slick kind of intro yeah. number, um, which definitely could have been on any of those first couple of albums. Yeah, and you you wouldn't have no you can put it again. It was on the first episode album. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it has that kind sure. of sound. Yeah, uh, but you all highlighted like Lighthouse and Hygiene Strip, which I think are really good. Social Proof also really really light. Um, all examples of that synth based kind of indie dream pop that made me a fan of, of the of the debut debut album. Uh and they took off with their absolute cracking cover of REM's Perfect Circle at the end. Mm. Uh, which is often my favourite REM album is Murmur, um which is just lovely. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. This will be listened to again. Yeah. For sure. Welcome back. Welcome. Next up, we go rocking with Hailstorm Back from the Dead. Uh, reviewed their last album, Vicious, um, Podcast 7, 2018, uh, which I described as Joan Jet Glam meets the Foo Fighters <laughs> and thought it started and ended well, but in the middle was a bit kind of meh. Um, and you said modern metal with a proper vocalist, a solid album. Don't like the ballads, though. There we go. That's my review. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, new album. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, exactly. There. <laughs> Kicking off. Oh, Peter. The album kicks off <laughs> the title track. Yeah. And what I mean to like the best album is it's a really compact album of three and a half minute songs. Mm. And it's like being, tra- it's almost like being transported back to the early 80s and kind of when, in my mind, people made kind of proper metal albums. Um, it's just like you're thinking, oh, cool! This is great. It's like this is this is what things are meant to sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just proper loud and how rock records should be for me. This record. Um, my notes. I think I lost my notes. This album, um, but. So it kicks off, you kick off with the first the first track, trying track, and it's like in your face, kind of like proper rock, proper, proper metal, and you're thinking, okay, this is good, this is good, and that pretty much continues for the, for the whole of the record, bar the two ballads, obviously, yeah. um, and as you rightly said on the last review, um, they should avoid doing the ballads because the ballads are by far the two worst tracks on this album, and the one right at the end. Is fucking awful. Um, the horns thing, which is obviously obviously classic thing. Like, 
oh, you come to the, you come to the gigs and you stick your hands in the air and you sing along and the piano band going, oh yeah. You're thinking, why don't you just end this on the track before that was kind of like rocking and kind of Foo Fighter-ish and just, uh, rather than this dirge. Uh-huh. Um, and it is a shame because I think Lizzie Hale has an absolutely fantastic rock voice. Yes. Proper kind of metal yes, yes. singing voice. And up until that point, you've, you've pretty much got 30... If you take the ballads out, you've got kind of like 25 minutes, 30 minutes of really good, proper solid, solid in a good way, Yeah. rock metal music. Uh, and it's just a really, really enjoyable album. And I, I think, I doubt... Even if I ch- ch- we might we might re- review more metal albums this year, I don't know. But even if we even if we did, I don't think you'd find a better out better example of the genre mm-hmm. um, this year unless it was another Foo Fighters album because I think they have a lot in common with Foo, Foo Fighters actually because like I said this last time round I think they what they have is the ability to both rock out properly yeah. as a proper metal album, proper metal band, but also produce good catchy tunes as well mm. um, and you can imagine you know, the, the production of this album is also I think also worth talking about because it, it's one of those things you listen to and I was listening to the headphones where, where you could quite easily imagine yourself being in the live gig yeah so they had to have that kind of uh, stadium rockness to them if you like but you can imagine the, the kind of sound, the wall of sound, sound of that sound coming out and thinking yeah that would be good so yeah, thumbs up. Good, 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 good rock, good rock metal album. I'll refer you to my review previously. Yes. <laughs> um, only I'll slightly amend it, much to your shock and horror. I think. Um, agree with you on raise your horns. I actually thought terrible things was all right. Mm. Uh, it's like it's almost pop music, and maybe that's what you object to because um, it's a otherwise it's a proper rock metal album. I've actually written here classic metal, you know, no sort of veering off into different cores like like maths core or <laughs> yeah when, when, core when, whatever core whatever, whatever yeah. core we were reviewing last time um this is proper met proper rock proper rock music i also um again influenced by our recent baby queen gig um i saw yeah. a, a neat little parallel there but although this is obviously slightly heavier uh, musically um uh, lyrically perhaps not as clever um uh and you know, and there's tracks like the, the Steeple, uh, and I come first, which are fairly self-explanatory. Um, Although the Steeple people thing, I could have done. That's what I mean. I could have done. I could have done that. I could. I could have done without that rhyming. Yes, uh, Steeple people. And, uh, yeah, okay, we get it. We get it. But it's an honest record. It's a straightforward record. You know, what you're getting. It's it's simple as. Also, I'd really like Bombshell. Bombshell, which, which, which I think was the end of the album. Uh, Bombshell has. I've got. I've got, I've got yeah. <laughs> If I managed to recover my note, Bombshell has a, a line in it that I really liked. I can quickly find find the uh, thing. On. She's not fragile like a flower. She's fragile like a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really good. It's really good. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite favorite kind of couplets of the uh, podcast. Actually, I thought, yeah, that's. I know. I've got one of one of my favorite couplets we haven't covered yet. Pretty sm- <laughs> pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> A pretty smart uh, yeah. bit of writing, so I, li- I like that. Cool. Okay, moving on to my phone not working properly. Good grief. Uh, I'm struggling with the tech here. Yeah. It's the heat. 
Tis. Moving on to Sunflower Bean, a band that I have to confess, never heard of before. Uh, but this is album number three by this uh, New York three-piece. Um, they said about this album, because apparently they've, they've changed their sound a bit over the course of the three records. Uh, tomorrow is basically it was like tomorrow is not certain so why not make a dance record which is an interesting comment to make about this record that but, really is interesting or more to make make an album that wants to make you dance I should perhaps oh, perhaps qualify okay. yeah 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 uh, which, is right, yeah. which is perhaps a fairer comment uh, g- yeah. given the uh, musical stylings of the record yeah because I think we're talking indie pop alert yeah I think we are What's your opinion? Um, this is the album I struggled with most out of this selection of six albums that we're reviewing this time. It's um, I listened to it multiple times as well. I just couldn't get my head around it. It's reminiscent of, or has shades of, I should say, uh, bands like Tame Impala. Um, who's the other one? Um, Devo. You know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's there and... Um, it's almost a little, almost, it's almost a, a little bit of Fleetwood Mac buried in there somewhere as well. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, which, which I appreciate. But for me, I really struggled with this one. Like, it's indie pop, alternative pop, indie tunes. It's solid enough. Oops, there I go again. But it was just a little bit all over the place for me in terms of the sort of eclecticness of it. You know, it's it's dance danceability for sure. I appreciate that comment now because it's certainly not a dance album, but. Um, and it's got some great tracks like In Flight um, and Stand By Me were the two that I sort of pulled out of the middle there. Uh, but for me, I really sort of I, I, I couldn't quite get my head around this one, if I'm perfectly honest. But it's okay. That's, that's funny because oddly, I wasn't sure of this album initially, initially either at the start. But I ended up thinking it was actually kind of strangely classic CTTB, really. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, Opening track for me is a great bit of indie pop, um, followed by, by like I said, In Flight, which is great, great. Yeah. And then, and then you think you're kind of in, in certain, certain in which direction it's going and it's indie leanings. Mm. And then you get Other Side, which reminded me quite a bit of Wolf Alice. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of quieter. No, it's kind you of said it. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of okay, yeah. No, but then, but then that. we go, but then yeah. we go all kind of proper indie rock on yeah. uh, Roll the Dice, and you kind of thinking, ooh. So yeah. we've started off kind of like indie pop, maybe. There's other things going on, and there we're going to ratchet it up and going to go, okay, yes, what we're doing. But then you've got the title track, which is pure UK nineties indie. Mm. You know, it's Stone Roses esque yeah. kind of indie thing. You're thinking, okay, okay, I'm going that way. Okay, that's fine. Um, before it then gets all grungy, that towards the end of it, you go, "Baby, don't cry." Yeah. Beat the odds. Um, feel somebody, which reminded me of um, L Seven. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, wow, just we just like turned up to kind of like full on kind of like. Grunge pop, that, yeah, and I think that's I think that's possibly potentially where I've struggled. It does sort of seem to veer and collide 
through different shades of indie and yeah. pop. And I haven't even mentioned the catches that track on yeah. the thing, which which reminded me of Summer Camp, which is I don't have control sometimes. Yeah. Which is in the middle of the album, which I just thought was just like pure. Okay. I think I need poptastic. Uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I I think it requires a few listens. This one, for sure. But certainly an interesting Indeed. record. Uh, so finally, oh, I say finally is my my favorite. Shall I shall I intervene? <laughs> my, well, it's, it's tears for fears. I'm I just know. I'm just trying it's to a tipping like, point. Yes, it's a tipping point. Yes. Uh, which is their seventh album, fifth with Kurt Smith. Right, because they made the come on there, oh, yeah. and their first studio album uh, since two thousand and four. Right, so quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, partly because of them not liking each other for a while. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's not true. They always kind of like each other, just, but they just struggle to get on with each other when they're together. Um, in fact, particularly, even, apparently it's still the same now. Apparently, when they're on the road together, they still rub each other at the wrong way. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, that antagonism still there. Yeah. Um, it can be positive, of course, in terms of creativity. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, overall, this album surprised me. Because we've had a couple over the last year of albums of sort of 80s stalwarts coming back and having another go. Duran Duran last podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. And, and and I think we had Gary Kemp at some point. We have had Gary Kemp, yes. Uh, and both of those left me disappointed. Um, this one, though, uh, is not quite what you expect, or it is exactly what you expect. Or maybe even a blend of both concepts. It is definitely, time. it is definitely both of those things. <laughs> um, but it's real. It's a real. I think it's a real accomplishment. Um, it's got it's got integrity, uh, and yet it's got something more interesting to even the most casual listener. Um, and it and it actually manages to pull off one or two great pop tunes as well, which against neither of those previous bands did. No. Um, with their recent returnings. Um, but it starts bizarrely for me. It, the it has albums. a really odd start. Because as, yeah. as I said to you when we were walking back, it, yeah. it starts off kind of Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it it's, it's really is an odd song to begin with because it's not, ref- not reflective of them all no. what follows. Yeah, not at all. Um, no well, small thing you think, you're thinking, this is nice. And yeah. if you think that the opening track, you're thinking, yeah. oh, so they're going that direction. And then... The rest of the album, no, basically is is, is what you'd expect from Tears of Tears, Fears of Fears. You're thinking, yeah, okay, so that's an interesting choice for the lead off track. Yeah, I, I and I found I found that that no small thing, uh, and again, a song about the regret of growing old and loss of freedom, but but sung from a younger man's point of view, which was real again, real interest, interesting dichotomy, and 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 then it followed by Break the Man, which is classic pop. Um. That really reminded me of more of the Pet Shop Boys again. Um, and again, Tears for Fears have always been another one of those bands that everyone always said I should like because I like Depeche Mode and I like the Pet Shop Boys and I like this and I like that. And I, yes. I, was, and I was probably having none of it. Um, but again, re- reminded me more of their recent sort of stuff like the album Hotspot that we reviewed a couple of years ago. Remember it well, yes. Um, and, and, and it's again the stomper, pop stompability of a track like My Demons, which... With its rhyming, Current single. rhyming cadences and yes. you know your attitude and your longitude and your latitude. I mean, there were some lyrics in here that really made me laugh and smile. Um, 
classic Tears for Fears. And it's Doctor Who intro as well. Dum, da, dum, oh, dum, absolutely. Da, dum, dum. <laughs> I have Doctor Who written down here. <laughs> um, and, and then you get... And I think I think it's the, the second reference to COVID we've had on the podcast. I think Dubstar sort of slipped in a uh, a reference or two, um, uh, and then we have this sort of really sad romantic one called Rivers of Mercy. To hell with my immunity! I'm going to hold you close until the shadows disappear. And I just thought, oh, that's just lovely. <laughs> it is. And obviously, there's a lot. There's there's, there's several tracks that that, that as, as well as two. More pointed tracks, which are about uh, Rowan as well, talking about the loss of his wife. Mm. Um, so on the um, title track, which was the first single, particularly, yeah, um, which has the kind of repeated refrain of "You know that I can't love you more." And it's interesting that that's, that's you know one of the. Uh, I would say it is that kind of thing that you kind of thinking, oh, it's about losing his wife, so it should be kind of sad, so therefore it should be morbid. No, which which, which really really shouldn't shouldn't be because because it, it is a very uplifting, yeah. proper pop song. The reason the reason it was the opening the, the lead single of the album is because it's a proper mm. catchy single. Yeah, um, and yeah, top draw. Um, yeah. Tears for Fears. Yeah, but also they also touch on her death on uh, Please Be Happy, which is sung by Kurt, yeah. um, which. You know, he specifically asked Kurt if he'd sing it because he, because he didn't think he could sing it. Oh, Apparently, he gets yeah, quite, yeah. still gets quite emotional, just hearing Kurt sing it, which is stuff like that. Wow. Um, and as you say, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's lots of familiar territory. Is it, 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 once you get past, once you get into it, it's just like, yeah, this is. This is kind of what you'd expect from a Tears Fierce album, mm. well crafted, smart pop. Mm. Um, inventive interesting arrangements stuff like that kind of stuff that doesn't get made a lot anymore yeah um, uh, yes friendly. Uh, in our current musical world we find ourselves in with you know over compression and where auto-tune and pitch shifting uh, are the norm on pretty much every record and in quite a lot of live performances as well it has to be said um, so it is a reminder of fact that um how well they work together as a team mm. when it works to, produ- to, produ- <laughs> to, produ- to produce really probably good yeah a bit yeah. like something like in fact obviously that, 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 like most good partnerships there's always mm. someone that's slightly in charge mm. um, and it's getting through that um, it's not to, it's not to say it's all killer I think there's a couple of bits of it that are a bit, that are not so good towards the end Um but overall, more than enough class here to remind you that just what a good band they are. Yeah. Um, and apparently they're a good band live now, which apparently they used to suck. Yeah. And the people that say that are them. Now them. Yeah, yeah, cool. Which is apparently why they didn't do it for a lot, because they yeah. apparently joined the 80s, they went, went tour as often as, as, as you used to, because we were shit. <laughs> they're honest. Yes. And that's what I mean, it's real honesty to this album, which, which really comes through. Uh, it, it really, it's, it's, it's a great album I, I should have uh, forgot quite I really liked um, uh, Karina Round's vocals on the chorus of uh, Long Long Time as well yeah. really really nice mix kind of lifts that song to a yeah. 
a different level as well, having that extra kind of voice in there that's kind of contrast between the male and female. Mm-hmm. Kind of just her singing the chorus of that song, I think, really mm. a bit of a treat, frankly. A treat. Um, so yeah, awesome. Favorite of the is that your favorite of the podcast? Uh, do you know what? I think it edges it um, surprisingly. So because I didn't expect it to whatsoever. Um, I still really rate the Arcade Fire album, uh, We, um, and I think that will grow with repeated listenings, although no doubt we'll come back in five years from now and you'll quote that back at me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say listen to Grow Off the Sigrid album, and that would be more rewarding. Um, that would be my advice. So I'm going to go with Tears and Fears. Uh, I don't know. It shocked me. Actually, I'm. Cu- I, I am I'm, kind I'm, of. It's been a, yeah, I'm re- yeah, I know what you mean. I'm cut about three or four ways on this one. I'm kind of torn. I might actually just to be awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, go with the uh, Sunflower Bean album. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Until next time. Indeed. <laughs>